We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. It is Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe joining you on Wednesday, March 23rd, just after 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. The Mavericks just defeated the Houston Rockets 110 to 91. How are you, Josh? I'm good. I'm I'm tired, but I'm good. I think you're you're a little tired too. I think the the best way we can maybe sum up this game is that in Slack before we started recording, I asked you if we could just record for five minutes because uh, the Mavericks did what they were supposed to do, and I mean that's the game. Yeah, yeah, no, it really, really <laughs> is. It really, really is. And the the part that that I find, you know, something happened over the weekend. It was like the middle of that Charlotte game where I went from being very pleased that March basketball was fun to very annoyed that this was a thing because like, I'm just, I, you know, our guy, Ben, who, who did the stats post summed it up nicely where he's like, can somebody wake me up whenever it's, it's, you know, the playoffs are happening. Cause at this point, like we're still jostling for seating and that's extremely important. But in terms of the basketball that we're watching, I feel very good about where we are. Yeah, totally. And I think it, there's probably some frustration that if the Mavericks were in the Eastern Conference, they would have home court locked up and there wouldn't really be that much drama to the end of the season. But because the Western Conference will forever be a torture chamber until the end of time, yeah. uh, like there was a real chance they could have been, you know, if they, I mean, they lost that Timberwolves game, I mean, they'd be fighting to avoid the play-in, which is like nuts considering like there could have been a 50 win team in the play in if things broke or, you know, maybe, I mean, season's not over. Things could still break in a weird way. Um, so that's just bananas to me. So um, yeah, it's annoying that these game, like a game against the Rockets, this game had to matter more than it should have considering how well the Mavericks have played. You would think they would have been more rewarded for that, but they seem to just be stuck in 
fifth place purgatory. Um, but they have a chance to take care of business themselves against the Jazz uh, this week. So we'll see. But this was, you know, no surprises tonight, which was basically all you can ask for. You know, d- no drama, no surprises. Uh, Dinwiddie and Brunson were awesome. And that's really all the Mavericks needed. No one else really did much. Um in the first, you know, three quarters of the game. And that's okay because Dinwiddie and Brunson were really good. Well, I'll give you a little bit of a surprise. It was okay. uh for me, it was uh it was nice, you know, Jalen Brunson has played consistently good basketball this entire year. But this game, particularly from two point range, because that was all he like he was able to hit ten of seventeen shots from two point range. <laughs> Jalen Brunson really, really reestablished uh, dominance in an area where since the Dinwiddie trade he's had to kind of figure out a new role like when they run these three guard lineups he's often the odd man out and I don't know I I don't want to say like like the numbers don't represent this at all but I feel like he's 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 still trying to find his way and so just seeing him go off was really nice I mean he he obviously did against the Sixers where he scored 10 of 14 from the field, but like that game felt over. And so it's like, it was hard to sort of take anything away from that game, despite the fact that like, other than saying he, he, he likes playing in Philadelphia, which he does. Um, I just, I was glad to see him go nuts because I mean, his 16 points in the third quarter were enormous. Like it broke the game open. Yeah. And I mean, this is his highest scoring game since December 21st, um, which seems kind of crazy. And it's not even an indictment on his play because he's still averaging like, 16 17 points a game the last two months so it's not like he's been in a slump uh, it's just like yeah. you said just the hierarchy shifted a little bit when did what he got here and i you know i maybe we need to look at it but it does feel like you know his touches went down maybe a little bit um just in certain scenarios um i mean he sat some fourth quarters uh you know i think he sat that lakers win and didn't what he played over him so uh you know uh I see what you're saying. Like he's not, hasn't been bad, but when he's just, it's just been in a little adjustment and yeah, this felt like, you know, the first month of the season, Jalen Brunson uh, or November Jalen Brunson that we didn't really see. I uh, haven't seen all, all that often in the last couple of games. So this was, yeah. This, yeah, that was a really good performance for him. I mean, I like <clears throat> the other, the other performance, which was absolutely surprising was Frank Nilakina. Yeah. 13 points. Like he was just, he was having himself a game and the Rockets are so terrible that he had three or four plays where he was just like, I'm going to play harder than you, you know? Yeah. And just like taking a couple of dribbles to the elbow and a Rockets defender magically kind of just disappears. And he was just Mm -hmm. like, all right, I'll take a, like, I'm a professional basketball player. I'll take a wide open 15 foot jumper. Uh, And he made a couple of them. And uh, uh, yeah, that was good to see. I mean, he hasn't really done much. uh, I mean, it was nice to see because what have we been talking about for like the last three weeks is that the Mags have been basically playing like seven guys. Mm-hmm. So to see some of those guys that we've been like, hey, can one of these guys just occasionally give them something so that they're not playing seven guys 30 minutes a night uh, almost every night? And, you know, he did something uh, and that was fun. I mean, the other guys didn't really either, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the problem in the first half is – the Mavericks couldn't string together a regular, <clears throat> excuse me, a regular set of like offense and defense like we've seen them do. And then in the third quarter, all of a sudden there were like, there are multiple double digit runs 
and those were led by Dinwiddie. Those were led by by Brunson. And it, it, you know, a win is a win at this point in the season. You know, we're looking around the standings, and you know, the Jazz got the crap kicked out of them tonight. We're talking a twenty-eight point loss. Um, you know, the the um, the Wolves are after being rather resurgent. The Wolves have now lost two in a row because because the Suns came back and just demolished them in the fourth quarter. And so, like this game felt somewhat meaningless in the sense of like the importance of basketball games for these Mavericks, but them notching a convincing win and getting Luca rest is it's just important. And I'm glad, I'm glad they were able to take care of business because this just felt like a trap game for me. Yeah. And I mean, since the all-star break, they've been winning games, but almost every game has come down to the wire. I mean, they played so many clutch games in the month of March. I mean, how nice is it that they just kind of had a low stakes game, uh, for the most part, I mean they they haven't had a, a low key fourth quarter uh, in what feels like a long time in a win. You know, obviously the Charlotte game and the Philly game, those, but those were blowout and the Knicks game, but those were blowouts. So like, it's nice to see them not have to grind out a win all the way down to the wire. Our, our man Panda Hank pointed this out, and I didn't fact check this, which I'm doing kind of on a live basis. The Mavericks have only had two double digit wins since the All Star break. They've won a bunch of single-digit games. And winning is winning is winning. We're not criticizing this. But the only two double-digit wins they've had since the All-Star break are against the Rockets. So it's 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 just a little um, – it's nice because they, they need to sort of – as you head into the playoffs, you want to be playing your best basketball. And it's hard to both play your best basketball and then win – like you assume like playing your best basketball also comes along with winning games. But – with the way the Mavericks have kind of lost leads in games and also just flat out gotten down double, like down bad in certain instances, you know, it's, it's nice to just kind of have a, not a game off, but it's just this, this game was well in hand, like three minutes into the, into the third quarter. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice, it's, they've needed something like that. And, you know, even the guys that played, I mean, some guys still had heavy minutes, but Brunson didn't have to play 30 minutes and Cleveland only had to play 21. Um, you know, Dorian still had to play 35 and Bullock still had to play 34 just because of the, the first half kind of screwed them that they didn't. Right. They couldn't, you know, their defense just wasn't there in the first half and the Rockets were a little bit more spunky. Um, yeah. but, uh, I mean, but uh, There was one concerning thing. Marquise Chris exited the game after just three minutes and had a heating pad on his knee. Um, right. I don't, <clears throat> I'm not like sitting here talking about how he's super important, but the ability to soak up minutes is a value and they don't have any other picks. They just don't. Right. Oh. So that's shout a out to um shout out to to Moses Brown for scoring his or I'm sorry Moses Wright for scoring his first NBA basket. He got three shots up in three minutes. I appreciate that that level of gunnerness. This is just it was entertaining to watch because a lot of Mavs Twitter really is invested in him because his measurables are pretty preposterous. But uh, I don't really have any commentary on him other than that. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, the only thing I can think about this game is just like. Uh, I said it in our Slack, and and I, you know, maybe maybe I'll write something in the morning about it. But the Mavericks have rested Luca twice since the Dinwiddie trade, and they're two and zero. And Dinwiddie had twenty six tonight on efficient shooting, and then the other game was a win against the Kings, and he had thirty six. And I, I feel like that's something when you consider how bad the Mavs have been the last two and a half years without Luca playing. Like the fact that they are winning games, they've won their two games without him. You know, it, it isn't a, a huge sample, but I mean, it's just wild. Like it's, it's, I'm still 
it's still not sunken in yet for me how great Dinwiddie has been, like, and how preposterous it kind of is, like, just sure. how good and how quickly it's happened. And I know we've talked about it before, but it still hasn't really sunken in yet. It's still kind of mind boggling to me, uh, even as someone that wanted them to sign Dinwiddie last summer, like. We've been crowing about the Mavericks needing like another guy, like another starter that can legitimately do things. That's not just a spot up role guy yep. for three years. And they just did it during a trade deadline. We thought was going to be extremely quiet. And they, <laughs> it's like, Oh, just all of a sudden the Mavericks have filled one of the biggest roster weaknesses in the Doncic era. And yep. it, it's, it's just kind of wild. It hasn't settled in for me yet. Uh, and it's fun to watch. I mean, it's been what we've been wanting for a long time. So it's just it's just really cool. I don't know what else to say other than that. Yep, yep. I don't think we should say any more because there's no. plenty of uh, stuff left to say. I'm going to go host a green room. Um, yeah. I do want to take a moment and thank our fans and listeners and even the people who don't like us because – uh, but if you're one of the people listening to this podcast, you have pushed us uh, with a week to go in the month to our biggest month in Mavs Moneyball history for this podcast. Um, it's been, you know, I, I continue to be amazed at the responses that we get um, and really both the the feedback. I, I People send us feedback regularly and, you know, almost all of it is really constructive. It's stuff we take to heart and, and, and you know, even if it's uh, not our favorite comments, but, you know, we want to we want to tell people, we want to give people things that they're interested in listening to. And I, I just, uh, just wanted to uh, uh, take a second and say thank you to everyone who has listened to us. Josh, you got anything else? No, that was well said. Let's, let's get out of here and Woo! and call tonight. All right. Kirk Henderson, Josh Bow, Mavs Money Ball After Dark. You can uh, like and subscribe and do all that wonderful stuff because it really actually helps us. Well, uh, check your feeds around lunchtime tomorrow. I'll post the green room Mavs party because we won. And then on Thursday, no, Friday morning, uh, I will have another Moneyball Minute, which you guys seem to like. So this has been Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow, and we will talk to you a little later in the week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.